The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. The Bavada at Odds Podcast. My name is Seth Everett. I'm joined by the head odds maker at Bavada, Patrick Morrow, as we break down the latest odds in all the major sports. NFL week to week as the playoffs are upon us. We'll break down the latest odds plus the futures. It's the Bavada at Odds podcast. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. We got some more fantasy football. By the way, Fantasy Football Almanac is available on Amazon.com. Check the show notes below. We're going to talk a little bit more about the NBA. It's just a regular old episode of the Functional Sportsaholic. Sam, buddy, how you doing, my friend? What is up, my brother? Counting down the days till our. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I haven't seen. I haven't seen my boys, and oh, like two years probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. I since mean, I missed the last guys crazy. trip. Since yeah. I, um, it, it might be three. Or is it? I don't know. I haven't no because I've seen you when I was right. up in Chicago. But not the things, four of us haven't been together. No, since yeah, I would guess three years. Yeah, um, Tennessee. Yeah, it's got to be three years. Yeah, because uh, it, yeah, just to rehash this, I ended up booking airfare to where was the last one? North Carolina. I booked airfare yeah. for the wrong month, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and so then I was trying to to drive down from Chicago, which is you know like thirteen hours. So that was a pretty nasty drive. And then there was like a crash that shut down the highway. And I was all sorts of ticked off by that point because I didn't find out that I booked the wrong month until, you know, I was checking in for the flight. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, we were at the airport. uh, I think, yeah, you might actually already been like, (laughs) yeah, we were, we were at the airport. It was uh, was a nightmare. So, yeah, so I didn't make the last trip, which is fine because it was another it was another trip to the Smokies. Um, but uh, nah, it's, uh, whatever you were missed. I was. So yeah, anyway. no, Asheville, Asheville is a really cool place. So I, I um I am sorry I missed uh, that city. But, you know, this one is in Chicago. You guys are coming up here um, due to some personal constraints for me, which I appreciate. And uh, I think um, I think Gooch Givens has packed the entire trip like a <laughs> like a father desperate to be in control over his over his children just to make sure that we don't have an ounce of downtime he's got uh, the clark griswold oh um, gosh, itinerary man. printed out and ready to go yeah so. my wife was asking me what what we were doing i'm like well I, if we're not sitting i can tell you that <laughs> and then the guy wants to go on a four-hour bike tour and then hop into a trendy bar like in our cargo yeah. shirts and workout shirts <laughs> and it's like rolling his eyes that we want to take a shower and you know and, and stuff like this so that's yeah that's gonna be our weekend but um it'll be fun especially saturday you know the architectural tour all that stuff that's gonna be cool um quickly uh you know just want to get back uh um, remind our listeners uh, with everything that we're doing with uh, Ignition Casino. We've been talking about this for a few weeks. Um, I think I mentioned that we're going to have some of the uh, the sign-up information, which, that's, yes, that's still coming. I just want to remind everybody, um, you know, basically we're entering a poker tournament, and we're going to whoop your butt. No, nah, no, nah, just kidding. But uh, the cool thing, though, is it's interactive. Uh, everybody that, um, you know, can sign up, by the way, go to ignitioncasino.eu um, for uh, information. You can sign up. Uh, there are going to be bounties on our head. I mentioned last week, I think Dog is going to be uh, be after both me and Sam here. But no, there's going to be, uh, you know, sub- substantial prizes um, for everybody. It's really cool. Um, we're going to be involved, which is awesome. And if you knock us out, if you're the lucky one, if you can stare me down at the end of the virtual table and you can knock me out when I go all in. 
uh, there's a bounty on your head, so you get some extra cash. So that's very cool as well. So check that out. Once again, Ignition Casino. Uh, we're going to be talking more about that in um, in the coming weeks. And uh, I'm getting ready, man. You know, I know this is uh, I know this is kind of a virtual deal, but I'm shuffling the deck. But here's the thing: when you, whenever you go to a place, or whenever you see people playing cards, wherever it is, um, you know, whether it's a you know group of friends, you go out or whatever, there's always somebody there who's telling you they can count cards, right? There's always yeah. somebody there who's just be like, well, you know, you got to do plus one here, you got to do minus one there, and I get it, okay. And I, I understand the philosophy of this, but for crying out loud, when you're in the heat of the moment, and by the way, like you know, especially when you're playing poker, you don't, you don't, you, don't, you, you can see the flop, but you can't see the people's cards and all that stuff. So, you know, right. doing the math is a, it, it's a little kludgy to begin with, but um, yeah, I mean, in the heat of the moment, I'm not counting cards. So I go by feel, man. I'm a gut player, and I'm going to stare you down, and I'm going to okay. whoop. I'm going to okay. whoop, and I'm going to take all that money from me. Uh, but I will be going all in. Um, you know, that's why they call me all in. Point, two thumbs pointing to my back, the jersey I name on the you. back, you know, the softball, the beer all leagues, all in. in. I'm going all it's in, like baby. It's like a good XFL jersey. It is. <laughs> yeah, he hate me and and all in. Uh, all in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so uh, there's all in. There's all in Sean Ryan again. Uh, just, uh, just a gambler. I think Kenny Rogers wrote a song about me. <laughs> no one to, no one to hold them no, no one to go all in no there's no fold them go all in every time all right anyway <laughs> so we'll have some more information on that uh you know as uh, as we do in the coming weeks uh so you know sam i think i mentioned last week i want to do these like little uh check-ins fantasy football almanac and all that once again uh fantasy football almanac is available on amazon.com check it out uh, show notes below. It, look, guys, it's the best. It's been the best since it's been out. Why is it the best? You get the free updates throughout the offseason. Honestly, I could probably just leave it there. Mic drop. Um, you know, all these folks, it, it kind of drives me crazy. It always has, though. Um, fantasy football books, fantasy football publications. The writers, they'll write, they'll write the stuff in, like, June. Um, and they'll publish, and maybe they'll publish at the end of June or, or July, which I have done. But then they won't update it. Like, they won't update the book. And so, like, every, people that have bought the book so far, they're like, wow, you have Julio Jones and analysis on the Tennessee Titans already. I'm like, well, yeah, it happened, like, freaking three weeks ago. Of course I have that analysis in there. But other people don't because they don't update. And then what happens right. is when people buy this book and they don't get updates, they have to go to the website and they have to pay for the updates, you know, like a monthly fee, like 20 bucks a month, five, you know, five bucks a week, you know, these kinds of things. And it's like, for crying out loud, if you're, if you're selling somebody like fantasy football advice and they're good enough to buy the advice, why don't you just keep them up to date for free? I never understood it. I don't like the business model. So I uh, include updates for free. There you go. There's my little plug. Uh, and then also I don't just regurgitate Matt Berry's rankings, which is another thing people do. Like everybody has their own flavor, but they're basically just like, Hey, what does fantasy pro have? And let me uh, let me just match those rankings with like a little bit of variance. I actually do my own statistics, my own uh, my own stuff there. Daily fantasy sports, I'm big into in season as uh, as our long term listeners know. So I have my own stuff, my own uh, algorithm, and I'm not just uh, trying to to rehash with Matt Berry. No disrespect, fantasy pros, Matt Berry, they do a great job, uh, but they're free. You can go find that stuff. Your your publication shouldn't just be a rehashing of the free stuff. So there you go. Anyway, all that stuff's out there. Uh, but I wanted to talk to about, uh, last week I talked about Travis Etienne, talked a little bit about Jacksonville Jaguars and all that stuff, the new offensive system coming in. I want to talk about Najee Harris for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who is actually my favorite rookie running back this season. Um, since Le'Veon Bell has left, I want to talk to you about Le'Veon Bell, Sam, in a little bit. 
I don't want to get distracted <laughs> he's always here. A good, he, he's Ooh. always a good uh, a subject. Yeah, me. part-time jet skier, part-time uh, football player. But we'll talk about him in a bit. Uh, but, you know, ever since Le'Veon Bell left, um, I think actually it was the year of my first publication, and it was it, the, the jet ski year. That was it. And I was just like, ah, Le'Veon, he's going to come back because only an idiot would uh, would first of all, if you're a, if you have a contract, a high value contact with the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's like gold. There's no other organization in the NFL that will honor contracts like the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's number one. Uh, number two is what was it like 15 mil? I think he was walking away from the jet ski. You don't get yeah. that back. Yeah. And as I was saying, I said the same thing with Antonio Brown. As I was saying, when you're getting up in years and you've been a producer on the field, and Pittsburgh has a, you're under contract with Pittsburgh, the thing to do is stay with Pittsburgh. Now, I know there's stuff in the locker room, Ben Roethlisberger, all that stuff. But the thing to do is stay with Pittsburgh because you're going to get more money. And that's what this is about for them. Um, For these two, uh, Antonio Brown is the other one and Le'Veon Bell. They wanted more money. And yes, there is some locker room stuff with Roethlisberger, which I completely am sensitive to. But uh, you get more money by sticking with Pittsburgh. Now, if this is Detroit, I wouldn't say that. If this is New England, I wouldn't say that. Pittsburgh, you get more money. And uh, when he did it, I said this is a massive mistake. He got his his quote-unquote big contract with the Jets, and he got bounced after like, you know, 20 games or whatever it was, and now he's bouncing around and not signed. But ever since he left, that first year of the publication, I said, look, um, uh, Le'Veon Bell, in case he doesn't come back, draft James Conner with your last draft pick. And a lot of people did that, and that got, a, I mean, that move by itself, getting James Conner in the last round, got people to the playoffs. Um, so that worked out. But then... Their ex-offensive uh, coordinator, Randy Feekner, just would not run the ball. It was like, once Le'Veon Bell left, it's just like, eh, screw it, I'm not running anymore. And they just went so pass-happy. And I've been critical of Dirk Cutter's offensive systems with the Atlanta Falcons and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and then back to the Atlanta Falcons. And the same thing with Randy Feekner. The dude will not run. It'll be like first and goal from the one-inch line. And he will not run the ball. It'll be four of like fades to like Juju or you know Claypool or whoever. And they have talented receivers, but you got to have some balance. So after the season, um, you know Tomlin, who I think is probably the most underrated head coach today in football and maybe in the history of football, uh, he gets no love for the Pittsburgh is just always competitive. Even the year Roethlisberger was out recently, and they went like eight and six with Duck Hodges at quarterback or whatever it was, Mason Rudolph or whoever. Um, but And by the way, that season, they still didn't freaking run the ball, which is crazy, Randy Feekner. So they, they bounce them. They get uh, Matt Canada in, who's the ex-quarterback's um, coach. And I think this season, a lot of people are thinking, oh, you know, Pittsburgh's just going to be keep doing the, the sling at the short passes. Deontay Johnson, you got Claypool, who's a beast. You got Juju back. They're just going to keep passing. Uh, Freermuth, uh, who they drafted, I think is very underrated because Kyle Pitts is getting all of the attention at tight end. But I think actually Freermuth, I just I just like how he translates to the NFL better long term. Maybe not this year, but I'll you know leave that for another segment. Uh, you got Ebron. I mean, their offense is so good. And I think people just assume we're just going to get a facsimile of last year. But I disagree. Uh, Matt Canada is has spent a lot of years in college. Um, he's run offenses in college. He's the quarterback's guy last year. That's great. But I think there's going to be a lot more balance. That's the reason Tomlin got rid of Feekner last year is he wants a lot more balance. And when you get balance, as we've seen in recent years with the Tennessee Titans, um, we see this with the Las Vegas Raiders. We see this um, with the Los Angeles Rams. We see this with every team that will run the ball consistently, especially inside the red zone. Your red zone touchdown percentage grows. So what does that mean? I think 
and I'm not saying like Ben Roethlisberger is all the, all of a sudden just going to be t- handed the ball off all the time. I'm not saying that the uh, the value of the wide receivers are going to like walk backward. What I am saying is Najee Harris. This is going to look more like the Le'Veon Bell years than the recent um, James Conner and you know Benny Snell and all those years. So Najee Harris to me, I think. And look, he's not Le'Veon Bell, but Le'Veon Bell, when he came into the NFL, what was he, like a second, third, fourth round pick somewhere in there? It's not like he was like a heralded prospect out of Michigan State. He just had a good skill set. Najee Harris has that. I know people are like, ah, you know, I'm scared of Alabama running backs. They've had so many busts. But I mentioned Tennessee. Um, Derrick Henry, he's an Alabama running back. They do have talent. Mark Ingram is an Alabama running back. Alvin Kamara, although he transferred out, he was at one time an Alabama running back. They do get talent there. I think Najee Harris will do very well for Pittsburgh. I think he will be able to catch the ball out of the backfield. I think he's going to be, you know, I don't know that we have a quote-unquote bell cows very often anymore in the NFL, but he has that, um, that path in front of him because Pittsburgh... The other running backs there haven't been able to really string things together with consistency. Najee Harris, for me, in 2021 and beyond, is the best running back, rookie running back. If I'm in a dynasty league and you're basically doing rookies only, he's absolutely my first pick. I like Etienne's skill set, but as we talked about last week, I think that he's going to basically be, at best, a 50% running back. Really, I think he'll get less carries in Jacksonville. He'll get um, more kind of the receiving stuff. We'll see him have a similar rookie season, as I said again last week, to uh, DeAndre Swift's rookie season in 2020. Najee Harris, to me, is the best running back. I think he has the best skill set. I think he has the best offense. And I think the new offensive coordinator, this is the key here. This is what my book really delves into. The new system that they're going to put in place will emphasize a more balanced attack, which means he's going to get more touches than you think he will. So Najee Harris, to me, is the guy. And there you go. And summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped, our go-to for men's full-body grooming products. From the legends who introduced the greatest electric ball hair trimmer ever, Manscaped is now introducing the Ultra Smooth Package, a razor and formulation kit designed for the brave men out there who like to go to the skin when they trim their balls. Your new nickname is going to be the bald eagle after using the ultra smooth package. Men, there is nothing worse than ingrown hairs when you go to the skin, especially when it's summer bod season. It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code sportsaholic20. You can get that code in the show notes below. Again, it's sportsaholic20, and it's spelled S-P-O-R-T-S-A-H. O-L-I-C, and then 20. Now, it is hard to shave close to the skin without ingrown hairs. The thought of it, especially in some areas, makes me shudder, so I'm so glad Manscaped has us covered. Now, Manscaped also just launched their new and improved Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer just in time for post-COVID summer. Your pubes don't stand a chance because the Lawnmower 4.0 is the greatest piece of glitzy grooming engineering this world has ever seen. The Manscaped Ultra Smooth Package is a three-step kit to make your package the perfect package. Step one, crop exfoliator infused with ingredients that help reduce the risk of ingrown hairs in your delicate places. Now step two, the crop gel. See where you're shaving with our unique clear shaving gel just for the groin with four essential oils. It's like a spa treatment every time you shave. Step three, it is time to shave. The crop shaver is not your average razor. It's smaller, it's thicker with a microchrome bar that allows for the best shave possible from any angle. All three of these vegan, 
cruelty-free, sulfate-free products are included so you know your manhood is in good hands. Beach season is upon us, okay? It's time to get rid of that bare rug on your chest with the Ultra Smooth Package and Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. Get 20% off. Remember, everybody, write this down here. It's get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SPORTSAHOLIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off place free shipping with the code sportsaholic20 at manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles at Manscaped. Once again, check the show notes below. We'll get you all the information there. And Sam, I want to talk to you about the NBA, brother. Let's do it. Um, okay, so I still think Phoenix is going to win the, the, the championship. Um, okay. I, I, I think that even more so after we saw... Um, uh, the Brooklyn Nets fall, which we didn't think would be the case last week, but congratulations, <laughs> you know, to uh, yeah. really Atlanta and Milwaukee both pulled off upsets in the uh, in the East, and that's cool. Let me let me start with that actually before we go back to Phoenix. Where do you think that Eastern Conference Finals is going to go? How do you think that's going to shake out? Um, well, if I mean if uh, if Milwaukee doesn't make some uh, serious adjustments, they're they're going to lose this um, because. They got to be able to guard Trey Young, and last night he put it on him. And uh, I wasn't a huge Trey Young fan coming in, but this this guy is. I mean, he's he's shown he's shown his worth. Uh, he's exactly what the NBA needs. Um, and yeah, I've just never been a big Milwaukee thing. I think you're right though. Whoever um, comes out of the East will will get stomped on by by um, Phoenix. Yeah. Um, Phoenix, I think it, I think it, it's just going to be their year now, um, especially with Clippers without uh, Kawhi. I feel like uh, uh, the Suns have been able to take two from them without Chris Paul. Um, <laughs> I know, yeah. And now Chris Paul's joining them for Game Three, um, so I feel like this might be a quick series. I feel like Hawks and uh, the Bucks are going to go probably six or seven, just because. You know, I feel like they're equally matched, but whoever wins that is going to lose to the Suns, in my opinion. The Suns just have it all. They have a really, really smart coach. Uh, that play they drew up the other night was, you know, incredible. Um, Which really one was good that? Athletes. No, the one where they won on the alley oop um, oh. out of bounds um, because they knew the rule that there's no goaltend when it's an out of bounds pass. Um, so they basically threw it up towards the rim, and uh, DeAndre Ayton just, just you know grabbed it right above the cylinder and threw it in. Um, and, you know, all the Clippers guys are calling for goaltend, and they didn't, they didn't know the rule mm. that for an out-of-bounds play, you, it's there is no goaltend because, um, you know, it's it's essentially a live ball. It's not it's not a shot. It's not anything like that. So, um, and they're, they're getting everything from their, um, from their bench. They just have, they have a lot of gritty guys, and they're, they're just getting after it, man. They're fun to watch. They really are fun to watch. Yeah, I remember. I mean, you you originate from Arizona, you've, so you've right. always had a, spot, a soft spot for you I know have, the Wildcats yeah. always, and, always, and the Suns. Yeah, I've always like I've always liked the Suns. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I always liked the Suns, especially those Nash years. Um, yeah, they were always that was always my favorite to watch. Yeah, and it's it, it's disappointing because I think one of those years they really sh- by rights they should have been passed. Um, actually, and I say, I said the same thing about the uh, Sacramento Kings in the Lakers years. There was one year that they really should have. Um, well, yeah, and the, the, the ref, yeah. was, uh, I mean, literally was, was, was giving the game away to the Lakers yeah. uh, because he had bets going mm-hmm. and yeah, the, the Suns lost the year that, um, you know, Ori checked, uh, 
Nash into the board and uh, Stoudemire and a couple other guys, you know, kind of got off the bench and like stepped foot on the court and I suspended him uh, for the next game, which, which Phoenix lost and it totally changed the series. So, yep. Um, Yep. Um, but then, you know, then, then I'm thinking about it. And then on, on the other hand though, that you think, well, I mean, that's just part of the game. You got to be able to keep yeah. emotions in check and all that stuff. But still, I mean, I think Phoenix was kind of better that year and, and the gamesmanship of San Antonio, I mean, it, it did prevail and that is part of the game. So I'll, I'll walk that back a little bit, but the Sacramento one, I feel pretty strongly about. They should have, they should have been in the finals one of those years. They got absolutely, literally they got robbed. <laughs> you know? right, right, right. That was, that was a shame, but no, the Phoenix, I, I think this is their year, man. Everything is going for them. Um, you know, the Barkley years were fun too. I've always, I wouldn't say I have, I've had a soft spot for them, but I've never not liked Phoenix. And I always kind of right. like, ah, you know, even like the lean years, I'm just like, ah, you know, I wish Phoenix would be better than this and that. Um, so I really do hope that it pans out this year. I will say this, um, they're my favorites to win right now. Um, they're my pick to win, but with what Atlanta's doing, I'm not going to discount them either because they seem like a pretty smart team themselves. And I always like kind of smart um, as we get into, uh, as we get into the, the, you know, the final season, but I will stick with Phoenix and that would be, what a story that'd be for Chris Paul, as we were kind of talking about last week as well, <laughs> never crazy. getting over the hump and he has to still not get injured. Um, right. And it also helps that the team can win games when he's not on the floor. That's a big, yeah. I mean, that's just a bonus dude to be able to go out and, I mean, granted, they're not playing the same, you know, Clippers team, yes. but you yes. know, the same Clippers team has come back from. You know, the last series, they lost the first two games and then rolled out four in a row. Right. So you can't ever count, uh, you know, this Clippers team out because they will make adjustments. However, if you have Chris Paul, that just goes to help, you know, and this guy was pretty much, you know, casted away to Mm -hmm. Oklahoma City last year Mm -hmm. and then just takes them on an incredible run and then has done the same thing. He's just been such a good piece for Booker and he's an extension of Monty Williams on the floor. And they're just, a, I mean, they have Jay Crowder was a huge pickup for them. You know, just tough. They got tough, just gritty guys. And then some guys that can make some shots. And, you know, they can they can go, you know, 11 deep. And it's, you know, it's really fun to watch. Yeah, and another team that I thought was going to be similar in that makeup. And I want to talk about them because this was so far off my radar that, you know, I should have known about this a while ago. Look, I've been busy, everybody. NFL season swinging back up, right? <laughs> But this has been so far off my radar. Brad Stevens, I didn't even know he wasn't the coach of the Celtics anymore. I saw, I saw the news that they had, like, they had made a decision and that Brad Stevens was like running the show like as a, you know, in, the, in the front office. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I had, yeah. to, I, like, I had to start reading the stories and figure out what happened. And I guess, like, I guess he was losing the locker room and stuff. But walk, can you walk me through exactly why Stevens is now – the executive and not the coach. How did he keep one of those jobs? What in the world happened there? Um, well, <laughs> basically I think, um, they've had some, they've had some issues going on. I think, um, with, I, and I think Danny Ainge is just tired of kind of the player stuff and he's been there a long time. Yeah. Um, they say any, any job you have in the NBA for over 10 years, it's probably time to, uh, to, to look elsewhere just because you start to lose your lose your feel lose your stuff and Stevens was getting burned out and I think that they thought they were going to eventually lose Stevens either he'd just retire early take some time off do whatever go to a college job he was just basically getting burned out and I, th- I think they saw this as a real good transition piece for 
Ainge to step away. Um, he's got some health issues too, and Ainge to step away, Stevens to move up, and um, and to get a different direction in in the uh, locker room because I think they they started to they wanted to keep Stevens around, but they started to lose you know um, the locker room a little bit. So and, what was going on? What's the drama with Walker? Well, he's gone now. Yeah, yeah. I do know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was just a bad trade. I think that was a trade made to try to get rid of to the lighten the yeah. fact that Kyrie left. Oh, and, I see. Yeah. You know, um, and and Gordon Hayward. You know, I think they just were like, ah, let's try to get another, you know, good guard in here with with these guys, and and let's go from there. You know, and that's you know, it didn't uh, it didn't work out. Um, Kemba Walker was not not the Kemba Walker that we had seen. He was injured the whole time, and mm. basically they were able to move on from that that gross contract. And and uh, and, and they're gonna they're gonna make some changes in that locker room. I, I think they gotta they gotta get a little bit smarter, mm. you know, and, and build around um, Jalen Brown and uh, and Tatum. Yeah, and, and get a get a little smarter. Yep. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, I'm trying to look. I, I don't think I have a ton more. You catch anything good on Netflix lately? Um, man, I have not. The only thing I've been watching is basketball. When I have been watching stuff, mm-hmm. just been, you know, you know how it is. Working men, yeah. working fathers. You know, your uh, your your personal time uh goes goes out the window i've been watching <laughs> more disney plus stuff uh, luca and things like that with my uh, daughter then did you watch have uh, you watched yeah i know have you watched raya and the last dragon yet yeah and we watched that a few times and, yeah and that's yeah that that was actually we went to the theater and watched okay. that okay. recently because i was like man i really miss going to a movie yeah. theater i love a movie theater you know as much as i love being at home and being in the comfort, I do love a movie theater. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I mean, me, you were my movie buddy. Yeah. We were movie date brothers for, for years yeah, and years yeah. and years, and probably seen hundreds of movies together. So mm-hmm. I just, I love a good movie experience. So we went and did that, and then it came on Disney Plus, and we've we've watched it a couple times since. But yeah, I mean, you know, that's pretty much been my viewing. Besides basketball, has been has been uh, all Disney Plus shows. Sometimes we would go to the movie theater and just you know keep walking around, never actually exit the movie theater. We would get through, and then we would leave the movie theater, see what was playing across the hall, like what was going to start. And so there were nights that we saw multiple times. We saw three movies in a single night. <laughs> you know, you'd show up in the movie theater at like five, eat a big dinner beforehand, and just watch three movies and get out at like two in the morning. That's how we did it, baby. Yeah, that was, man. We. Yeah. Those were some long nights too. We'd, Those were some long nights. Three early, is too much. Like, two yeah. I could three do. Was, three was way too much. Three was know? too much. Two I could do. Two I could do. Um, no, that was yeah. Raya was good. Uh, Luca was Luca was all right. I liked Raya better, but yeah, I mean, similar. I mean, it's kind of like on our. <laughs> it's it's on TV all the time now because we got Disney Plus, which I would recommend for any parent out there. Disney Plus is pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I you know I need to to speaking of Disney Plus, I need to get on the um, the Mandalorian. I still haven't watched the full second season yet. And, oh yeah, man, get on that, bro! That last episode of the second series. Oh, bro. Okay, all right, I'll do it. Oh man, the, dude. But like you just described it, though. I mean, my my life at this point, um, you know, because I got this job that I'm pouring yeah. everything. You know how I do, man. Like when I start something, I I really kind of pour into it. So I'm I'm up now between six thirty and seven working. Um, you know, every now and then I'll find like, you know, a couple minutes to, to film these episodes or I guess, uh, record these episodes. 
Uh, but you know, I'm in front of my computer from probably six in the morning till nine thirty at night. Um, yeah. um, the bulk of which is, is my job, you know, probably 10, 10, 10 hours. And then I got a little bit of stuff here, but I'm not doing anything. You know, I, I have been watching the Olympic trials though. Um, yeah. you know, as much as I can, I guess the track and field, we record this on, um, um, and we're going to be getting back to it tonight. So that's good. Yeah, but you know, just kind of chill. No, well, I mean, you know, the good part about it is you got some time before that next Mandalorian season comes on. So, yeah. but definitely the whole season is worth it when you get to that that last episode. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, I got um some of the creatures. I, like, I'll watch it. It's not a bad show. I'm not criticizing it. But some of the creatures are just like a little campy. Um, <laughs> and I don't love Star Wars when it gets to the campy. I like Star Wars when it's like dark. And dark. It's just like. Yeah. You know, you get the revenge. Like I like this when it gets a little campy. It's like, mm. well, then you'll then you'll really like the last episode. All That's right, all then. I'm gonna tell you. All right then. All right, we'll have to get into it. But uh, yeah, you, you should. By the way, you should at some point in your life watch Game of Thrones because it'd be like a yeah. show. I, I'm sure it would be. I just that's, I know it's that's, time. That's, that's a, time commitment. That's a whole. Uh, yeah, and I don't have HBO, and you know, like I, you know, so that whole factor. Yeah, yeah. And I heard the first like season is really slow, so it, like is no, actually, I disagree with daunting that. Daunting factor. I actually disagree with that. Right. I think the first okay. season is um, you might like have a little bit of setup, you know, as like as any show will. Yeah. But I don't think that. It, I, just because I mean, we're Lord of the Rings fans, so I mean, I'm guessing if we can sit through some of that, I would, can... yeah, I would argue, yeah, especially the Shire. You know, I watch Lord of the Rings now. I'm like, can we get out of the Shire for crying out loud? <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. That first, that first uh, half that hour, first... whatever it is, <laughs> it's like okay, where they're like shooting off like the fireworks with the kids, <laughs> and everybody's like smoking pipes and drinking like beer and stuff. It's like, come on, guys, let's just get out of the Shire and get to the good stuff. But no, I mean, Game of Thrones, dude, you gotta get on that. Um, yeah, but uh, there's a, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, the campy stuff. I know I'll get past it. Um, I like everything. I like everything with Star Wars, but uh, yeah. you got to get into the good stuff there as well. Uh, but I think we could probably call that a show. I do want to remind everybody uh, again: Ignition Casino, ignitioncasino.eu. Check them out. Uh, we're gonna have more information on the uh, the signups. We're gonna have more information on the prizes. Once again, super interactive. It's one of the cooler kind of events because uh, it, it brings us. You know, podcasting is fun because it's kind of like a global audience, and this is going to be like like a like a global tournament where you can come after me. And as Sam knows, they call me All In, baby, on the beer in the beer league on the softball field. All, <laughs> All in. in. Can you stare me down virtually? Can you stare me down? I'm looking at like a I'm looking at like a deuce and a six, and I got nothing there. <laughs> And I'm all in. Are you going to knock me out? Now, so like, if if you can do that though, once again, you know, there are bounties, there are prizes for knocking out the hosts of the show too. So interactivity is great. Um, we love any chance that we can uh, get closer uh, with our listeners and everything like that. Ignition Casino is giving us that opportunity. So keep checking back. We'll have more um, more notes. Check the link in the show notes below. All that stuff. Um, it's going to be awesome. Sam, do you have anything for the crowd before we sign off for the week? Just everyone, be good. Be good, everybody. Be good to each other. The world's waking back up, and that is a wonderful thing. I like it. I like it. It makes me feel kind of normal. I'm actually going out to lunch today, Sam, believe it or not, uh, with uh, some people from work. So that's going to be cool. That's, that's, a, that's a big step in the right direction. Big, big step. Giant, huge. Welcome all right, everybody. Have a great week. Functional sports are all it. Sam and Sean, too, they beat. Sports in real life. They got real lives. Better tune in every week. Don't miss the podcast. Touch your
Netflix late nights, and I build an NBA, keeping the game tight. Repping the 407, Old Town. And nine fours when they met, now they hold it down. Talking life, talking real social issues. All lighthearted, so don't bring your tissues. And don't talk stupid, cause Sean might lose it. You love sports, this podcast strikes like Cupid. Taking road trips, why not just for kicks? Sean going global, you know why? YOLO. And don't get him started on Gooch Givens. They here to spit knowledge, no time for the dishes. Aging like a fine wine, sipping in the kitchen. Gray in the beard, got wisdom, so listen. Function no sportsaholic, Sam and Sean, who they be. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week, don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast. 